Y'all, my hope is that we as sisters in Christ can encourage and sharpen one another. And that's why I'm here. Uh, I want to link arms with you in this life to help us to persevere to the end. My prayer is that the Lord will help us, each one of us, to cultivate a biblical worldview. And that's hard in, in the middle of a culture that tells us that anything goes and that we should live our best lives now. Uh, man, the Bible teaches us, shows us, models for us how we can live a full, content, satisfied, joy-filled life in Christ. And I think the world tries to give us all these shortcuts and uh, lets us, I don't know, have a taste of everything that we think that we want, and yet we are completely and ever unsatisfied. Hey ladies, this is Christy Young with The Gritty Gospel. You guys, I'm super pumped to be entering into this podcast space. Let me give you some facts to let you know a little bit about who I am. I am a wife to my very best friend. We've been married lots of years. 17 years, I think. I should have figured that out before I started the microphone. And then, y'all, we foster kids from hard places. We homeschool. We never set out to do any of those things, but by God's grace, we're here. And then, y'all, we have six children. Our last little girl is a foster, sweet little foster baby who we've had since day two of her life. And, y'all, we were in the process of adopting her. Super cool things. And, oh, man, all because of the Lord. The Lord is so good, has been so good, has established our steps in a way that was totally different than the course that we previously set for ourselves. But isn't that the way that this always goes? God is so good. So I'm a former attorney. Um, I went to law school, graduated in the top of my class. I started my job at a big law firm. And man, you guys, my mom was diagnosed with a terminal illness. We gave birth to our first baby girl. And I'm telling you, the Lord just wrestled with my heart really and and called me for a time to set aside my career to invest in the discipleship of my children. And that season has not ended yet. Uh, We now, as I mentioned earlier, we have six kiddos. So God just continued to bless us. And so, man, y'all, I will be homeschooling for the next 18 years. And I've already been homeschooling for, this is my ninth year. Um, And so it's been crazy. And I never, ever set out to do any of it because, but God, right? But God, he's so good and does all these things. And then he is the one we, man, makes plans, right? We, we, I don't know, we plot and we plan and then he establishes our steps and praise God that he does. Um, And so really, y'all, my hope is that we as sisters in Christ can encourage and sharpen one another. And that's why I'm here. Uh, I want to link arms with you in this life to help us to persevere to the end. My prayer is that the Lord will help us, each one of us, to cultivate a biblical worldview. And that's hard in, in the middle of a culture that tells us that anything goes and that we should live our best lives now, Uh, man, the Bible teaches us, shows us, models for us how we can live a full, content, satisfied, joy-filled life in Christ. And I think the world tries to give us all these shortcuts and uh, lets us, I don't know, have a taste of everything that we think that we want, and yet we are completely and ever unsatisfied. And so my encouragement to you and to myself is to stay in the word of God, because I think that's, I believe that that's where true contentment lies, true contentment and satisfaction and fulfillment. And so I'm excited to dig deeper into those topics and more in this podcast. And then you guys, uh, my hope is that 
that word biblical worldview can sound super theological. Like, what does that even mean? Really, the our worldview is just the lens. Imagine putting on sunglasses. When you put on sunglasses, everything you see is tinted, right? Or And your eyes are protected from the sun, but you do have a tint over all that you see. And that's kind of really what I'm talking about here, that we would put on the Bible and the perspective of the Bible, God's commands, His guidance for all of life, that we would let that be our lenses for looking out into the world and for guiding our lifestyle choices, our the decisions we make about our families, our work, our, our children, and our discipleship of them. And that, so all of our decisions, our lifestyles, and our priorities, that God's word would establish our priorities and not the culture. Um, for example, uh, just to throw this out there, you know, if we we need to be having with our kids consistent times of family worship time, and it doesn't have to look like any what anyone else does um, for our family. You know, I don't play the guitar, neither does my husband. So we listen to YouTube videos and we have like a whole ministry library where we get to throw in a couple of videos with our kids and worship in our family room and then study God's word together. Uh, and we we aim to do that several nights a week um, just to take time to engage with our kids over God's word. And then because we homeschool, we, we study God's word every morning. Um, and so, man, but we are called as believers to bring God's word to mind in our kids and to disciple and train them in that endeavor, in that regard. But I think that because the culture tells us that life's all about school and sports and extracurriculars, and then we have to feed our kids and bathe them, man, y'all, the day is gone before uh, oftentimes Family worship can get done. But man, God definitely calls us to that in his word. And so again, in this podcast, I want to encourage us to engage in life and invest in life in a biblical way and to redeem our time with our kids, with our families uh, in a biblical way to honor God. And then to so that we could see, my hope is that as we sow seeds into our kids, as we walk in obedience to the Lord in that endeavor, that we will see much fruit being born and that God will bless our efforts and that our kids will, if they don't already, they will come to know Christ and follow him. Uh, And then, so anyway, all of those things and more, I cannot wait to discuss in various episodes in the podcast. And so let me tell you a little bit more about myself. Um, my testimony, just so you can get to know me a little bit better. Uh, so I grew up in public school. I was uh, raised by uh, actually an attorney and an art teacher. They could not have been any more different, but they were wonderful together. Um, they were very well-meaning. We did not go to church. We did not fellowship really with other believers. We did not pray with any consistency. Uh, we did not study the God's Word together. There just were just spiritual disciplines that were absent from our lives and that I desperately craved. Um, I loved God's word from little, and I just believe that was a blessing from the Holy Spirit. Somehow God gave me this great desire for his word, and I praise him for that. Uh, I just think that for a great portion of our lives, we were pursuing the American dream uh, more than we were pursuing Christ. And I think my parents modeled for us how to pursue the American dream. And Um, I love my parents, and I think they were doing the best they could with what they knew, what they were shown. That's what they modeled for us. So then I learned to make good grades and to, I was a people pleaser, so I learned to be obedient to my family, um, to my dad, to make good grades, to perform well. Um, I was challenged to perform well uh, with sports and with academics, and so I really did make really great grades. I, you know, 
uh, played varsity basketball um, as a freshman, you know, like jumping into, I don't know, I just in every way excelled, aimed to excel uh, in the ways that my parents um, valued. And then, of course, I enjoyed basketball. I enjoyed making good grades. I enjoyed learning. I enjoy all those things. But so I learned from a little age. That's what I invest in, those things. So I did. And then, man, but very quickly in high school, after the monotony, really, of getting up super early every day and then engaging in school, you have school all day, then you have basketball practice or you're waiting for the guys team to practice, then you have your basketball practice, then you have dinner, then you have homework, then you go to bed, then you do it all over again the next day. Man, very quickly, I was like, what's the point of all this? Like, so really, I'm going to go to school, do this routine, go through the motions and then, and do it well, but then, and then I'm going to go to college and then I'm going to go get a job where I'm going to just, I'm going to work all my time away uh, unto the American dream. And for what? And then I'm going to die. I mean, that's literally, I was just analyzing as a high schooler, like, man, the futility of life and what do I want to live for? And so I knew there was more to life than this. Okay, so then I went to the University of Georgia, um, graduated there. And during my time there, I got invested with ministry. I was trying to find people who love Jesus. And I got involved with a ministry group that was not super biblical. It was not biblical. And so, man, that really challenged me. And once I discovered that, uh, man, it caused me to dig deeper into the Word of God. And it also made me be really aware and skeptical of ministry um, in a good way, I think. And so because I continued to dig in, uh, the Word of God was my friend. I just sometimes didn't trust people who would wield it in a way that that would be manipulative. And so... Then, you guys, I married my best friend. We both met serving at Olive Garden, which is crazy. And, oh, but I love him so much. And then we went to law school. I was a gunner, an A-type personality. So, uh, and with God's blessing, man, well, and I studied all the time. You know, I really did for stake. At that time, too, I was still... I don't know, ignoring to some degree the Lord's calling and burden. We had sweet friends who kept inviting us to Bible study um, during law school. I praise God for them. Uh, you know who you are. And man, we would go once a semester. I mean, because otherwise we had prioritized school and studying and grinding and going to class and uh, working out over all those things over God's word, over the meeting, the fellowship with others, um, with other believers. And so still, I feel like the Lord was like tapping me, like, Christy, come on, this is more important, or, or it needs to be integrated, woven in, uh, into the rhythms of your life. And this needs to be what your life is about. And then incorporate back in studying and incorporate back in working out, incorporate, but let the center of your life be the things of God. And so, uh, then after law school, I graduated from law school in the top of my class by God's grace, and then got a great got the job that I thought I always wanted at a large law firm making great money, uh, and I worked with great people honestly. And but man, uh, about a year into my practice, my mom was diagnosed with a terminal illness, and man, very quickly the walls came falling down around me. It felt like a gut punch. Uh, my mom was young, you know, she was in her. Uh, mid 50s, mid to latter 50s. And it was way too soon and completely unexpected and came out of nowhere. She had also already had two little run, like uh, she had had a lumpectomy and a mastectomy. So it was breast cancer. We were dealing with breast cancer, Um, but it had come back in her lymphatic system uh, and it was everywhere. 
Um, and so totally unexpected. And then uh, my hope was that she would be able to see a grandchild. So y'all, and by God's grace, he allowed us to get pregnant and we birthed our daughter. Uh, and as she walked into the birthing room as we were giving birth and into our labor and delivery room and, oh, y'all, I praise God. I will never forget that in her face. And, oh man. And then by his grace, y'all, he actually saw, she saw sit, uh, no, through Evie. So she saw Maddie, Brenny, Ty, Evie. She saw four kids. Um, she is, she met four of her grandchildren fr- from me. And then my sister also had two. Um, oh, and I praise God. So I had my dream job at the law firm, but then the, the Lord begins wrestling me with, wrestling with me, with my mom. And so then, uh, Maddie was born, though, and everything changed. God began wrestling with my heart. Uh, I had planned to go back to work. I was working then full-time as an attorney. I planned to take a three-month maternity leave and then jump back into the game, doing what I love to do. And God, like, pumped the brakes entirely. And uh, it was was very clear to me that he was calling me out of my career. But I didn't like it. I had worked so hard. You, all of you ladies with a profession, Anyway, anyone who's worked hard for their careers can appreciate how much you don't want to lay it down. How we had student loan debt. I mean, we had just purchased a house. Uh, We had two cars, probably, I guess only one that had a monthly payment. Oh my goodness, you guys. We just had every reason for me to keep my job. And especially for Larry, for my husband. He was like, what are you thinking about doing? This was not a part of the plan. Um... And I said, I know, I never planned this. I didn't, this was not a part of the plan. Uh, but, but God, right? But God, God is directing our steps. He's establishing this path for us. I think he's really calling me home. I'm wrestling with it. I'm praying through it. Um, but could you begin to pray with me and pray for us? And man, this would be life altering, but we've got, and we've got to be on the same page. Okay, well, just to let you know first, he was not on the same page for, to encourage all you ladies who may be in the same boat, but God, <laughs> Okay, so Larry began. So I tried to go back to work and get into the rhythm of work, and the Lord just shut me down. It was very clear. I started crying. I mean, I just was a ridiculous mess. I would cry like ridiculously when I had to drop off Maddie. I had this great daycare center um, that all the attorneys put their kids at or let them stay and be educated there, taught there. And um, it was an early learning center a fabulous place. Um, but Maddie was spending nine to 10 hours every day there. And then literally in my head, this is the role, the screen role kind of that played out. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to pursue my career and Maddie's going to go to Maddie and any other children we have are going to go to this early learning center until they are five, four or five. And they're going to spend nine to 10 hours a day there to be taught by other people discipled by other people. And basically I'm, and then I, I'm never going to get real time with them because I'm going to be investing in my career. And so I think the Lord opened my eyes to see like, Christy, you need to make a decision now about the trajectory that you're going to take. Are you going to, this is how, this is like the inner dialogue that I really feel like the Lord was saying to me, Christy, are you going to follow me? (laughs) It could still make me cry today. Sorry. Are you going to follow me and disciple my children? Because Maddie is my daughter. Are you going to bring me to mind, to her mind every day? Are you going to teach her and train her and love her and show her what it looks like to live with a biblical worldview? 
Or are you going to pursue the world? And then delegate that responsibility to whomever is in her classroom on any given day. And man, y'all, I wrestled because where that answer should have been clear and easy for me, I should have instantly, immediately said, you know what, Lord, no, I'm going to be faithful to you. I love you. If this is what you're calling me to, then I'm going to walk this path, even though I have student loans to pay. I'm afraid. I have a mortgage. I have all these things, all of this debt, really. I have this, this these dreams uh, of my career. I mean, you know, I've been working toward it for the last eight years, seven years. Well, my whole life. But, you know, like college and then law school. Oh, but y'all, the Lord is so good. And he will have his way. And so it just really got to a place where it was very clear to me that I was walking in disobedience. And so I said, I resigned from my career. I just, I decided to set it aside. And then y'all, I felt, okay, but Larry told me the only way that we can do this is if you get it all on paper. Larry, my husband is a facts guy, a numbers guy. So I needed to make a plan. I needed to show him that we could do this somehow on one income. And at the time, to encourage you ladies in the event someone else is walking in the same boat. I was the breadwinner of our family. I made a six-figure salary, which is crazy. I don't know. I never ever fathomed I would do that, but I did. And so Larry did not make that that much money at the time. And so he and I both were like, oh shoot, like how are we going to do this? So I basically cut everything out of our budget. I cut out nets. I cut out Netflix. I cut out Amazon. I cut out anything that was an, an unnecessary expense. We cut out eating out. Um, and then long story short, cause I'm going to talk about this more in a later episode, but you guys, we sold our house and we moved into a home that was a thousand dollars. Is that true? $500 really. Five to six hundred dollars cheaper in the mortgage every month, and to a sweet, more country place, uh, just ten minutes further outside the city and where we were living at the time. We were in Birmingham. We were actually in Hoover. We had just built y'all. We were ridiculous. We had just built a new house in Hoover, and so then we moved out to Helena, Alabama. Oh, it was beautiful, and now it's like super up and coming. And the house that we we bought for I don't know one eighty nine at the time. It's probably selling for, you know, crazy 300. I don't know. So anyway, but I praise God, the Lord, the Lord made it all happen. Y'all in our house sold in a day. Literally, I prayed to the God. I was like, Lord, if this is your will for us, if you are establishing this path for me and for Larry to come home, for me to come home and to pour into our children, to raise and disciple and train them and to make zero dollars, can you make it up for us? Can you lead lead us, direct us, encourage us, comfort us. But God, please, will you provide? Because we can't afford this mortgage and me be at home. And then y'all, legitimately, we put our house up for sale in less than a month. And we literally showed it three times on the first day and it sold for asking or a little bit above asking price. I mean, I was floored and y'all in tears because you know those moments where you have submitted a prayer before the Lord, that really you privately, I mean, between Larry and I, that he he alone knew, and then our realtor too, because she was a part of the journey with us. Um, but y'all, God, in such a mighty way, responded to our prayer, answered our prayers. And so it comforted me knowing that this is what I believed, that that was an answered prayer. 
and still do believe, and that he was directing our path and that this was meant to be his path for us. And so I only, I'm saying all that really to encourage any of you who might be wrestling with the same things. And then, uh, let's see, I just wanted to tell you, oh, and then so homeschooling, we homeschool now. I never planned to do that. I was a public school kid all the way through. And, but man, I am so grateful for homeschooling. I love it so much. It has given me so much time to build a relationship with my kids and to teach them, to choose curriculum, to realize how much it matters that you choose curriculum, and then to get to talk about all kinds of issues, ask all kinds of questions. I don't know, to be able to study apologetics with my kids. We would never get to do that in public school, to be able to talk about the Lord openly every day. And oh, y'all, I'm just so excited. And so I can't wait to talk to you more about that too, in the event any of you are wrestling with that. Uh, And then of course, I understand that there is every situation and that not everyone is called to homeschool and that not everyone can homeschool. Uh, And so I'm also not like a super hyper crazy person about that. I just think that we have got to submit our lives to the Lord and then ask for his will to be done and then to follow him in obedience. And so, and then to make sure that our, that we are discipling our children. So even if our kids are with someone else for a good portion of the day, man, we need to be using and wielding those hours that the Lord gives us in a dis, in a way that we glorify Him and bring Him to mind and teach our kids as we go. If we are go as we go to run errands, as we go to extracurricular activities, and then to be intentional to take time every day to be able to be in the Word of God with our kids, and then to model what it looks like to live with a biblical worldview. Anyway, crazy and cool, this cool stuff. Um, And then y'all fostering an adoption that is close to my heart. We have been foster parents now for five or six years. And we have had some, you know, we've had hard placements and we've had respite care and we have a placement now that is, I mean, she's amazing. We've had this little girl since she was born really from um, day two of her life. We got our straight from the hospital. And y'all, she is a beautiful baby girl. We love her so much. And so I can't wait to tell you more about fostering and adoption. And then the goal is really, I have lots of amazing friends who love Jesus. And so I want to invite them on. And I want to talk about a lot of these issues with them, um, just to put it on blast and to show, I don't know, just to interview some people who have hearts for these things, these things of God that are different and alternative from the culture. And they're hard They're gritty. They're hard because the gospel, let me tell you, the reason for the name, the gritty gospel, is that the gospel is good news. It's beautiful news. It's news of salvation to those who would hear it and believe. But man, it requires sacrifice and hardship. And it requires, well, you know, really your life is no longer your own. But now it's been redeemed. It's been ransomed by Jesus. And so he is now the author, the master, the controller, really, in a loving, beautiful, grace-filled way. He is the one now that gets to establish my steps and yours if you're a believer. It's no longer me setting out a course for myself and executing it like, it, like I previously thought it was. And so it's a beautiful story of redemption. And then now he gets... He is the author and gets all the glory for anything that happens and all that he rewrites in our stories. And so, girl, be about sharing your testimony too because, man, he receives glory every time you do because your life, I know, is not like it used to be before you met him and knew 
Christ and then followed him. And I praise God for that. Mine isn't either. Okay, so let me tell you this. Why am I jumping into this podcasting space? Uh, in all the culture, in the culture with all of the loud voices, I desire to be a bold voice declaring the truth. I want to talk about all of the things of God that are awesome and awe-inspiring and and then things that we are called to, that we are doing poorly, myself included. Uh, I want to... I just want to dig deep into the Word of God. I want to help you and me to increasingly put on a biblical worldview. And I really want to this podcast to be kind of like a cultural detox, that we would be able to come here to this space and talk about the things of God. And then the pers- a biblical perspective, even on issues of the day. And so I'm excited for it. And then some, and then I'm excited just to bring women and men that I love and respect uh to the show so that they can encourage you to and me too. And then because I was raised in an anomaly Christian home with well-meaning parents who chased the American dream, I though as I have gotten older, I realized that there are more people like me who have been raised by parents who are nominally Christian or who have were bearing very little fruit, so they're either very young in the faith um, and then we were raised in that in that culture growing up for 17 years. And then now, y'all, uh, we want to, are in our natural nature, we are going to recreate that pursuit of the American dream, chasing the things of the culture, education, sports. Uh, again, nothing that's bad, but it is bad if we're neglecting the things of God. And y'all, our kids need to be educated in terms of how to serve the poor, how to love people well, how to how to serve others, how to bear each other's burdens, how to look after the orphan and the widow. We need to know the word of God. We need to be able to wield it. Our kids are going to be sent out into the culture where people believe all kinds of things. They need to understand why they believe. Well, my hope is that our kids will believe in and follow Jesus when they learn about the evidence for Christ, his life, death, and resurrection. And so y'all, that's another passion of mine, apologetics, equipping our kids to refute the culture and to understand why they believe what they believe. And so again, we're going to talk about that on the show. And then, but you guys, my hope is that we would be equipping our kids so that when they go out in the culture, man, They have words to speak. They can speak with boldness. And y'all, that is up to you and to me. And if we don't feel bold enough to speak, we have got to be in the word of God and training ourselves to be bold, to know the word of God, to wield the word of God to the best of our ability. And of course, we all have different giftings. Um, That goes without saying. And so, but my aim is going to be to equip us all one step more uh, in terms of teaching, discipling our children in apologetics as well. And so really to, my hope is to, my hope is really to, to encourage mothers um, in terms of the simplicity and the freedom in Christ uh, in motherhood, because I feel like the culture will tell us that we need to have cute kids, popular kids, kids that are great at sports, uh, every kind of kid, right? Or that we need to feed our kids organic foods, or that we need to uh, be drinking super uber filtered water, or I don't even know. And I'm just joking because I know, I don't know, some people need to do those things to survive. Like kids with celiac obviously need to eat gluten-free food. (laughs) And so, but my point is, and you get it, there's freedom in God's message for mothers 
And that's what my hope is to, to convey in the podcast, that literally we are called to disciple the next generation, to disciple and train our children with the hopes of impacting our grandkids. And so that's my hope for us that, man, we would get to reclaim our lives and our children's lives from the culture and that we would get to raise them and train them to know God, to love God. And of course, let me say this, it goes without saying, I can't make my kids, I can't give them the gift of salvation. That only comes from the Lord by the working of his Holy Spirit. But man, he is definitely, very definitely giving me, has given me commands in his word in terms of the raising and training of my children and our children, mine and Larry's. I want to be obedient to that. I want to cultivate a home with Christ at center. I want to lead a life with Christ at center to model that for them. And because I love Jesus. And then and then I want to love people well, to care for people well. And I want to stick us out there with hurting people. And I just feel like we as believers and as mothers, we have so much to show and to teach our children. I'm going to wrap up with this. Over the next week, you guys, um, Aim to engage in discipleship with your kids. Open the Word of God if you haven't in a while and read them a passage of Scripture and talk about it. It doesn't even have to be long or lengthy. Pick two or three verses. Pick your favorite verses if you want to. Just begin. And then, y'all, as we go through this podcast, my hope is to to, uh, to better equip you, if you feel ill-equipped, to teach or to train your children in the Word of God. I'm excited because I love these topics and I can't wait to give you some practical tips for how to do so. All right, you guys, I love y'all. This is Christy Young with the Gritty Gospel.